Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Experienced staff at local branches and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, this is Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And let's talk about AEW's revolution that took place on March 7th, 2021. The episode before, episode 9, I discussed the Moxley Omega match. Felt like, you know, that was enough for one episode. Let's talk about the rest of the pay-per-view. Um, like I said, I'm not going to probably go in order. I'm going to kind of hit and miss, but I'm not going to put them in like worst to best or best to worst or anything like that. I'm just going to talk about the different matches that come to mind. The first one that comes to me is the buy-in match. A lot of people, I think, when they heard this match, uh, Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel slash Reba, um, they were like, who, what are they doing, blah, blah, and, and, and everything kind of started. Well, I don't know that it should have. I think people should have gave it a chance. And I think the people who did were surprised. And I think they were pleasantly surprised. Um, the buy-in match is supposed to be a match that is given away for free. And it was on YouTube. And it's to get anybody last minute who was wondering, should I buy this pay-per-view, and tune in and see what's going on. If you were a real wrestling fan, and you kind of enjoyed this match, if you were a casual wrestling fan, you probably enjoyed this match. Now, why? Well, because they had an angle on this match as far as Nyla Rose had attacked Rebel, Reba, whatever you call her, um, and she was hurt. So Dr. Britt Baker wrote her an excuse, which Tony Khan, the owner of the company, did not accept. Stated that Britt Baker was a doctor, yes, but she's a dentist, and she can't write doctor's excuses for her legs and ankles like uh, Reba slash Rebel will supposedly have. So they told us that they then went to the team doctor of the Jacksonville Jaguars and got an excuse. 
Well, Tony Khan, since he helps his family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, really couldn't say, well, my doctor didn't, you know, doesn't know what he's talking about. So he accepted that and allowed Britt Baker to get another partner. There was speculation of who this partner would be. Of course, I speculated, since she had earlier wrote a tweet asking Scott Demore when was someone going to walk through the forbidden door? When was a woman going to be allowed to walk through the forbidden door and take one Diana Perrazzo for her world championship? And when she tweeted that out, I thought, oh my gosh, her and Britt Baker are real-life fans. Are we going to see Diana Perrazzo come walking through on that buy-in? No, no we're not. Well, okay, Tolly just wrestled his first match in years. Are we going to see Tessa Blanchard walk through the Forbidden Door? No. It was Maki Ito who won everyone over in the Japanese tournament. She is the middle finger flying, um, bad girl, fallen idol, and she pumped up the crowd with her energy, her excitement, her cussing. Uh, it, it was wild. But the stars of this show were Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. And I want to see them in a one-on-one match because, you know, obviously they can hook up and make magic. And so I hope we get to see that soon. I felt like this buy-in did its job of getting people excited and seeing, oh my gosh, they're not afraid to surprise us on the free part of the show. Wonder what they're going to do. In the pay-per-view. So I think that that was a nice little touch. So Britt Baker, with the help of Rebel slash Reba and Maki Ito, of course, won. Um, they were attacked after the match. Um, or I should say... Thunder Rose and Rio were attacked after the match by Nala Rose. And, and so, you know, that led to that. Well, another match that comes to mind is Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. I was kind of middle of the road on this match for the simple fact I really felt like this could have been an AEW Dark match. Or, excuse me, an AEW Dynamite match. Um, I don't think that this was pay-per-view worthy. I don't think that it was the build-up that we needed for this match. I think the pay-per-view match is when Trent comes back, since they are the ones that hurt Trent and have put him out all these months with a torn peck. 
Chuck Taylor just being a young boy to to Miro, I don't I don't know that that was pay per view worthy. I don't know that them uh, making a mess of their wedding was was you know pay per view worthy. So I really had problems with this match because of that. I don't think that they really brought it other than Miro. And that's the reason why middle of the road on this match is because of Miro. Miro became the monster he always should have been from the get-go, from coming into AEW. This is who he should have been. He should have been throwing people around. He should have been punishing people. He should have uh, been very dominant. And I don't feel like that they played him that way until now. So that made this match worth watching, was just seeing how dominant Miro was going to be. And were they going to let him succeed? Which, yes, they did. They let him put the submission hold on Chuck Taylor and win the match. And I think that's what they had to do. Now... I think this needs to be over. Miro needs to move on to singles. And if they want to revisit this when Trent comes back, that's cool. But this needs to move move on. You know, Kip needs to go back to a single career. Miro definitely needs to be in a singles career. And then Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor can do whatever they want. Moving on to the big money match. With Adam Page and, and Matt Hardy. I thought this was a fairly decent match. I was impressed that Matt Hardy, at his age, was as quick as he is. He has gotten in excellent shape. Um, Adam Page sold his moves so well. He took the twist of fate unbelievably well and sold the right part of the body. Um, the twist of fate, as Matt Hardy has said numerous times, is an, like a neck breaker, a upper, right around the neck, part of the back uh, problem. It's not a lower back problem, which is what a lot of people want to sell, and it's not. Adam Page sold it correctly. He sold a lot of Matt Hardy's moves correctly. Love the chemistry and the tension between them. And them fighting over their first quarter earnings. And realizing that it's not only he's getting Matt Hardy's first quarter earnings. Remember, he is the manager of private party. So, Matt Hardy gets 30% of their earnings in AEW and 50% of their earnings in Impact Wrestling. So, no wonder Private Party came out to help. Because even though that money's gone to Matt Hardy, you still don't want to see your money then be transferred to Adam Page. And it looks like Private Party has really bought in to... And maybe TJP saw something there. I looked for Madman Fulton to get in, get into this match, and I, I hope he doesn't. 
Later on, we saw TJP. He had shired and changed, and he was in Johnny Swinger's casino playing. He was collecting money from Johnny Bravo that Ace Austin lost. And we saw Josh Alexander walk in. He just wanted to remind TJP that he hadn't went anywhere, that he hadn't forgotten him, that he hadn't forgotten his belt, and that, you know, no matter who won on Saturday, Josh Alexander would be coming for that. We then got to see the contract signing between the Good Brothers and Finn Juice. David Finley and Juice Robinson, very obvious. Um, the Good Brothers wanted to drink, wanted to celebrate them uh, for old time's sake, taking on their old young boys from New Japan Wrestling that they taught the ropes in New Japan. And they had brought the Good Brothers whiskey. Well, you could see when they were pouring it, Juice Robinson doesn't drink. Um, obviously, the Good Brothers do. <laughs> and uh, David Finley, being uh, Fit Finley's son, uh, obviously does drink. But you could tell Juice Robinson was a little leery on the first and the second drinks. The third drink, David Finley poured. Poured a little more in both his and Juice Robinson's cup. And, of course, everybody before they take that third shot signs the contract. And that leads to Finn Juice throwing alcohol in the Good Brothers' face, and then a fight ensues. Which I think is what Scott Demore pretty much expected, and one of the reasons he left. Right before this, we got the AEW paid advertisement from Tony Khan. He and Tony Schiavone were pretty low-key this week, which I was a little shocked at. Tony Khan, of course, talked about what happened at Rebellion. He even made, again, the joke uh, that Kenny Omega didn't need to be uh, exploding rings. And then threw it to Tony Schiavone to give the card for tomorrow night's AEW Dynamite. But there was not really any snide comments. There wasn't anything really funny. And I was shocked. He didn't really mention sacrifice coming up, which I thought was a little unusual. I thought that he would at least have mentioned that and wondered about it or, I don't know, been intrigued by it. Going back to the beginning of the show, though, I enjoyed Tasha Steele coming out. Kira Hogan, of course, was in her corner on the sideline, 
versus Jazz, who had obviously Jordan Grace in her corner on the sideline. Jazz looked pretty well against Tasha Steele. Tasha Steele, this is probably one of the better jobs that I've seen her selling. Um, I was, I guess, a little shocked at that because Kira Hogan is usually the one that sells better. Um, Tasha sold, I guess, in her match against Tavik and Nevea, but after seeing this, I don't see it. If let me let me say this: if they keep the tag team championships, say until June, probably, I would say they may be the breakout wrestlers of. 2021 they may be the comeback wrestlers they may be the new and approved wrestlers whatever you want to call it because they have gotten so much better they really made a big leap in 2020 and like i said with 2021 they have improved their selling they improved their promos and i am enjoying them finally I like this match. They had Jazz go over uh, Steels here to set up the fact that, you know, they can beat them. And that being in Fire and Flavor's uh, mindset and what what could happen. So uh, I was pretty pretty excited about that. Then, of course... Uh, we had to check on, uh, Sam, Bill, and if you guys don't remember, last week, Sammy Callahan went to Trey Miguel's school, wrestling school, in Ohio. He was looking for Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel obviously was at Impact Wrestling since it was Tuesday night. He wasn't there. Sammy uh, moved some things around, I guess is the best way of putting it, uh, including people um, at the training academy until he ran into Sam Beal. Sam Bill is a student at that wrestling academy, and Trey has been working with him. Sammy told him that he had passion, whereas Trey Miguel does not. So we got to see Sam actually confront Trey and challenge to spend time with his wife, and with his child, it may come early, the little girl may come early, and he wants to be there, he does not want to be in Florida if Renee needs him, and I think that's one of the reasons why we saw Renee travel with him this time, she was actually at this pay-per-view, and he, tra- you know, will travel home with her, and I think that's why, is because he wants to be there and take care of her. 
And then he's going to, of course, take some paternity leave and spend some time bonding with his little girl. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him a bit. And, you know, thank you to Tony Khan for allowing it. But that's kind of my thoughts on this. Don't take the last 30 seconds and allow it to ruin a storyline that AEW worked on for two years. It's their first huge mistake. Forgive them and move on. I think I'm going to make this a separate episode, and the very next episode, I'm going to talk about the rest of the matches. So, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, make sure you write me at uh, pro overtime on Twitter. That's two O's. Pro Overtime. And you guys know that you can always write me at pro wrestling OT at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to talk to you guys about this and argue about it or anything you want to do. Well, I will talk to you soon in the very next episode about the rest of the matches and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.